This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. David Crombie, the chair of Ontario's Greenbelt Council, quit in protest on Saturday over what he called fundamental differences of opinion on the province's Greenbelt policy direction. Six members of the council followed him on Sunday. Now, Crombie, of course, was the tiny perfect mayor of Toronto and also a former progressive conservative cabinet minister. So it's not like he's some lefty. Uh, he warned the Ford government that if they don't back down on changes that he says will gut environmental protection in the province, they're going to have a battle on their hands. Well, Ford's Municipal Affairs Minister Steve Clark showed no signs of backing down when he responded to all of this on Monday. So I guess the battle is on, and I would like to welcome David Crombie. Hello, how are you? Hi, Libby, how are you? I'm fine, how are you? I'm just grand, thank you very much. Okay, I'm glad to hear that. So you say that uh, these changes, which... Uh, seem to have been buried in a great big omnibus bill would gut environmental protections for the green belt how so that's true they brought in a number of amendments and it wasn't it wasn't just the green belt it was actually the core of the problem here uh, is that it was brought uh, amendments brought to the conservation authorities act conservation authority uh, is the body that is charged uh, with the environmental care of our river valleys and watersheds and, and that therefore, they concern themselves with things like water quality, groundwater, et cetera. So I could go on. Everybody knows their work. There are 36 of them across the province, and they all oppose the legislation that the government is bringing forward because what it does is reduce their ability to carry out their job. So uh, how how does it do that? I mean, we've been hearing about these uh zoning overrides where uh, where the, the province can just override any other authority. Is is that the problem? Well, that's part of it. Um, the, within the amendments to the legislation, which is now passed, um, it, within that legislation, there are procedural changes that they made that disarm the conservation authority from actually dealing with the land development industry in a balanced way. Uh, but along with that is what you just mentioned, and they're called ministerial zoning orders. They've used 38 municipal zoning orders across the province. More coming. This is a way in which you escape all public scrutiny and, and or significant public scrutiny. And certainly there's no appeal and no process following a ministerial zoning order. It's just done. So it's it's a minister says, okay, uh, whatever any other authority says, we say a development can go on on this land. And, and just as as an example, so what the government says is, hey, we only use those things for important developments like long term care homes, for example. And, and they also say we we don't use those unless the municipality asks us to. Uh, is that true? No, it's not true. First of all, they do use them. For, uh, they've used uh, uh, ministerial zoning orders over the years, maybe a very, very rare occasions, because you still want to respect public processes and public opportunity to comment, no matter how important the project. What has happened, though, 
is that the, 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 the minister has been able to use them. I said 38. They've used them not only for uh, long-term care facilities, uh, but also you'll find, if you look at those, many of those projects, they've added on to them projects of, of uh, other kinds of construction for other forms of buildings. And so what, it, and what those do is just totally escape any local, uh, any local scrutiny. Secondly, um, I note that if you look at the 38 that they've done so far, they've uh, gone against municipalities who didn't want them. City of Toronto would be a good example. Uh, so they don't really care whether the municipality uh, is okaying it or not or wants to have it. They'll do it and have shown that they'll do it with or without the municipality. Right. And I've heard that they've actually even used those for condos. Is that right? Oh, for sure. They're using, there's all kinds, there's a good number of them used just for condos and there were condos in the city of Toronto. Don't, uh, don't underestimate what they're doing here. This is, they're paving a way for the ability to not have scrutiny for land development. There's been some people in the land development business, and I know many of them, good people. But there are some of them, they just don't care about conservation authorities. They just want to plow ahead, and they're, they're willing to drive a Mack truck through a 75-year tradition of conservation authorities minding after environmental concerns. Steve Clark, who is the Municipal Affairs Minister, he says that the bill doesn't apply to the Green Belt. Uh, what do you say to that? Well, the Green Belt is not on some ice flow in the Arctic. It's connected to the rest of the province. And all issues that are related to environmental concerns in the river valleys and watersheds go from one place to another. They're totally connected. So the idea that you can deal with water in one and not worry about it flowing into some other place, that's just silly. You know, I, I'm I'm reminded of, of something that came up as a bit of a scandal during the election campaign when uh, the premier, before he was premier, was meeting with some developers and there was talk that they were going to allow some development right on the green belt. Yes, and they had to backtrack because people admire the green belt and want to keep it whole. But what is happening now is that they're not, close quote, touching the green belt, but they're going to drain it of its value by making sure that they're not having environmental care taken outside of the Green Belt. Okay, so that would explain why uh, Steve Clark got, got up the, the, the day after this and said he was expanding money to the Green Belt. For, for sure. And, there, and he talks about expanding the Green Belt. Everybody is in favor of expanding the Green Belt. And I, and I hope there is, there is work done on it. But that does not take away from the current concern which I think they're trying to deflect the current concern. The current concern is they are hobbling, crippling conservation authorities who have an, an opportunity and an obligation to look after our environmental concerns right across the whole of the province. Now, what do you think the motivation is? Is it just that they're uh, maybe uh, too cozy with some developers who are supporters? I mean, what do you attribute it to? If you look at the, the comments that have been made by uh, many organizations across the province, and this is opposed by many of them, uh, you'll find that they, they have the same concern as I do, and that is, whatever their intention, this sure opens up the opportunity for the development industry to get where it wants to go without having to worry about local concerns. Right, but what do you, to what do you ascribe their, their intentions? I don't know. You'll have to ask them. I, I've been around the public issues long enough to know that I would, I'd like to stick to the issues and not to the people involved. Okay. Um, so uh, you were talking about uh, you were talking about a, a battle on their hands. Uh, how is this battle going to go? 
Well, uh, those of us who are concerned with it, that's now thousands of people and many organizations, we are now beginning to join hands and organize ourselves for a battle with the government to do two things. One, to see if we can change some of that legislation again by having part of parts to be rescinded. And at the same time, we are going to monitor every development, bad development that offends environmental concerns in the province. And we're going to try and get public awareness of what's going on in those projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, and do you have any uh, handle on what the number of those developments are? No, they've already, as I say, the 38 ministerial zoning orders alone. Uh, but there are more around. There are lots of projects out, out there that, that every corner of the province is dealing with, and they're, they're going through a process. Very often what's happened is that they've used the ministerial zoning orders to overcome the existing process. Right. Uh, now, it, just inside uh, the city of Toronto, this is kind of off topic. I mean, we used to have uh, the the municipal board that could overrule, um, you know, uh, projects that, that people didn't like. And, and then there was a new body that they abolished that in the city of Toronto. And what's the situation now? It's confusing for most people because they got rid of the old Ontario municipal uh, uh, the, the OMB, the Ontario Municipal Board, and, and what they established were local planning authorities, LPACs, as they're called. And, and some of the places have them, most places have them, some of them don't. But what, it, what has happened, therefore, in that vacuum is that in one of the event amendments made is that the land development, a land development project can appeal itself to the to LPAC, but there are now constraints on, on the conservation authorities to actually have the same rights. Okay, so uh, I mean, what would you say? I mean, they're you know just uh, letting the development industry, both in Toronto and the rest of the province, kind of do whatever they want. Yes, so that's part of the concern. This does not mean I mean, this is not a bad a fight between bad developers. There are really excellent developers in this province. I've worked with them for many, many years, but I know enough about them, and I know enough about others who see it as a way in which they can then move forward without having to worry about environmental constraints. Uh, the good developers will still look after and do it right. There's many developers who are con- still concerned, will always be concerned with doing it, to set the, their development in a sustainable way and creative ways. There's lots of those happening as well. But, but their, their, their work is, is being tainted, in my judgment, by people in their own world who are wanting to simply get rid of conservation authorities or as close to it as they can. Okay, David, is is there a website or a way for uh, people who want to join your fight to do so? <laughs> They're just, we're just getting organized, um, and there are people now who are going to we'll be having meetings over the next little while. Don't forget, this was brought upon us in a, in a bill, as you mentioned, in a budget bill. Uh, it wasn't an environmental bill. And, and then on the last day, on the Friday before it was over, uh, the, the Friday was over, they backed up a truck and put in a whole bunch of other <laughs> uh, amendments which no one ever saw before. How so unusual. We're, we're digesting all of those, but we are, we are there, there are many people who now say, we cannot let this stand. We just cannot let it stand. Everybody's concerned about COVID. And so uh, COVID sort of puts a blanket over what they're doing. But when that blanket comes off and people see what they were trying to do, they'll be appalled. Okay, well, you keep us up to date on uh, that battle, and uh, it's great talking to you. Thank you so much. Nice talking to you, Liv. You take care of yourself. Okay, you too. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.
You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.